Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. If you have not already subscribed to my podcast, please do so and share, share, share my work. I appreciate you launching my new endeavor, Clear Talk Media, Clear Talk America. Very excited about it because it's part of my three C's, communication, clarity, and connection. So we communicate for for the cause of clarity and ultimately to connect. I've asked my Twitter followers, how do you feel when you see law enforcement officers on their knees in front of protesters slash rioters? At this point, I would say anyone still out on the streets standing in solidarity with a narrative that has literally been beaten into the ground Um, how do you feel about that? Does it make you feel sick? Does it make you feel like they are peacemakers? What exactly is the goal behind having your officers in uniform kneel? Not to mention the throngs of white Christians who are meeting at parks across the country to submit to blacks on their knees, in prayer, in song, crying, begging for forgiveness. I'd really like to reach out to some of these black folks about mm, a year, maybe even five years from now, um, about how that has affected their view when they look in their own mirror. How has their life changed How has their own bigotry changed towards whites because a white person apologized for the atrocities of the nation's past sins in the way of slavery? I'm just wondering, when are people of all persuasions going to get on their knees and beg for forgiveness from the Jews? I mean, since we're all in a forgiveness fest and assigning blame fest and rioting over it, um, annihilating uh, the human dignity that we are afforded here in the United States as being autonomous, uniquely created individuals, each individually protected by the Constitution of the United States. My question to you is, when are the Jews going to apply for reparations from basically the entire world because they have been oppressed. Their oppression scatters and spans the globe. There's essentially not one tribe who could escape the judgment of God for oppressing Jews at some point in time. In history. So I'm curious if you're black and you're listening to this podcast, I'd love for you to get back with me. I don't know, maybe even six months from now. Let me know how the kneeling has helped you see yourself for who you really are in your own mirror. That is really what this comes down to I could sit on the show and talk to you about policy I could rant and rave but I'm here to encourage you 
if you are white or black to own your personal agency, to stand against the wickedness that we see occurring in the earth, to not allow yourself to get confused by the devil who comes as an angel of light. He comes as an angel of false peace. For us to bow, the angels themselves, when man was tempted to bow at the feet of angels, were told to stand up. We are not God. We are made a little lower. You're made only a little lower than us. Do not bow to us. We are not supreme beings. Yet we think it's Christian We've been manipulated by the angel of light who cloaks himself in light in order to manipulate folks. And do you know why? There's really only one reason Satan comes to do that to the earth. There's only one reason. That is to mock the creator of order and justice. We are created to serve God. We're also created in that image to serve one another. If you are bowing for any other reason other than to wash someone's feet in the spirit and in the truth of the gospel of Christ, which says that I'm not washing your feet, I'm not serving you to atone for my nation's sins or for those who look like me and the sins that we've perpetuated. I'm not doing that to bring atonement because there's nothing in my human capacity that I could possibly do to atone for that which you seek to be remedied. There's nothing that we can do and our human capacity to atone and to repair. There's no amount of mammon that we can assign to the value of what slaves endured at the hands of 3% of the southern nation of the United States of America. Over 600,000 men and boys spilled their own blood to end slavery in the Civil War. Union soldiers, not to mention, and, and that is not to disparage the lives lost in the Confederacy. Some of you may think that, you know, everyone in the Confederacy was um, a hick that just was a bigot and wanted to keep blacks as slaves and in stocks. But that's not altogether true. Many of those men and boys were battling because they wanted to maintain the rights of their states. It had nothing to do with blacks or slavery for a lot of men. Some of you will never accept that. And that is your choice. But it is the truth. There were countless women and children killed along the way as well. There are many casualties along the way of the Civil War to free black people. At the same time, there were many slave owners who were black and who were known to be the cruelest of them all. You can talk to many of my black friends who will tell you they will never again work for another black person. 
because there is a mentality that comes with their fellow blacks in particular industries that 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 assign a form of master value to ruling and reigning over another one of their brothers and sisters. I've witnessed it myself in the music industry my entire life. I've witnessed it in the church as well. In the black church. I've also had black friends tell me that they have assigned the crab bucket value to how blacks interact with each other. If one's getting ahead of the bu- in the bucket, the others have to bring him or her back down. No man or woman is allowed to get ahead because if you do, somehow it says something about me. If I am not aspiring to my full potential as a black man or woman in this country, if I am not utilizing every resource at my fingertips that this nation affords me as a black man or a black woman, if you are able to feed your family, if you are able to overcome not bowing to the academic gods because maybe you just couldn't afford it or maybe you took another route in life, started your own business, did well, came out of your circumstances and did not allow them to define you. If I say that you have opportunity as a black person in this country and I am black and I am not successfully utilizing those same opportunities and seeking those opportunities afforded to every American in this country. If I'm not going over the barriers, around the barriers, and under the barriers like maybe you did to get to where you are as a successful and autonomous and law-abiding and tax-paying black citizen of the United States of America, it says something about me and I have to find shelter and safety in the arms of those who will coddle my flawed but well-kept ideology. I vote for them every cycle. I cheer for them. I support them on the stoops of my front porches. I support them in my conversations with my kids. That's how... Much of black America is operating and you wonder how we've gotten to this point. There are many people who will chide me for speaking on behalf of black America. I'm also not allowed to have a thought about black America or a feeling about black America because I'm not black America. Consequently, I'm not white America either. My daughter and I, oddly enough, are at odds right now about this very subject. She's young. She's still finding her way. She is a bi-ethnic daughter. She's a bi-ethnic, young, beautiful, smart, brilliant young woman. Society has done a number on her by virtue of what she sees happening to her brothers and sisters of the other component to her ethnicity. I've worked very hard 
her entire life to remind her that she is first and above all things a child of God with her own personal agency, her own personal identity. And no matter what the world assigns to her on every application that she fills out, no matter how many bad apples she stumbles across on a TikTok application or Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, that she is still the brilliant vision that God had in his heart and his mind before he sent her here to take up the space in this earth that only she can. Yet, with that constant upbringing, that constant affirmation, that constant nurturing and admonition of the Lord, she too now finds herself asking questions about justice and unfortunately has assigned the injustice to skin color. It saddens me. It grieves me beyond belief, but it is a battle in my own house. So you will not um, shame me into silence. You will not castigate me from my career into submission. You will not scare me into shame or guilt. I cannot be guilted about my skin color. And you, if you are white or if you are black and you are not of the mindset of the world right now that is demanding that you be the repairer of the human breach in this world and that you align yourself with doctrines of devils and poverty and death and hell and destruction. I'm here to encourage you today to stand your ground, to occupy your territory. You are not wrong in your thinking. You are not wrong in your feeling. You're not wrong in your ideology. And whether or not you believe that you are a created being of an all-knowing and all-perfect and colorless God, a God of justice and hope and peace, righteousness and joy, I hope that you are, but if you're not, you still have the individual agency to decide to stand your ground as an American citizen as prescribed in our U.S. Constitution. So when I ask the question, how do you feel when you see men and women in uniform bow to a group of folks who could be peaceful folks? Some of these pictures depict folks who are peacefully protesting injustice and the injustice of the death of um, of our brother George and others. There are others. I, I would like to direct your attention to Daniel Horowitz's um, writings, um, senior editor for Conservative uh, Review, 
uh, fantastic uh, work on bringing facts and factual data and numbers and bringing, breaking it down into numbers so that you're not caught up in the hyperbole of the narrative of the day, which is, you know, there's an, there's a disproportionate number of blacks who are murdered by uh, law enforcement. Uh, very important. And I'm, and I'm turning my daughter to these resources as well of information. You know, information is power. It just depends on the information that you're consuming. And I feel for you guys because it's you're hard pressed to find a media outlet, whether radio or television these days, that will um, align themselves uh, wholeheartedly with an honest journalistic um, factual line for you from which you know you can feed. It's very difficult. So. I know a lot of you follow Michelle Malkin. I was just accused of becoming Michelle Malkin as if that was a bad thing. Uh, She has been removed from Twitter because she uh, mentioned that if Nancy Pelosi was complicit, something to the effect of, you know, she should, or they, anyone complicit with this, you know, she should be, uh, they should be shot. Um, Which is, well, if it wasn't hanging or shooting, you know, it's usually how you deal with traitors, but we we don't. We reelect them. We reelect them. She's on Parlor now, so you can find Michelle on Parlor. I, I believe it's just Michelle Malikin um, on Parlor. And um, Laura Loomer welcomed her today. Another uh, young woman who's running for Congress, a Jewish woman who has fought tirelessly against the lies of the left and those who will ultimately seek for you to bow not only at the feet of anarchy and our black brothers and sisters and confused white people in the name of Black Lives Matter, but in the name of Allah. And if you don't think that's coming, you are um, completely misled because it is. We are now excited about wearing face masks. We believe it can save us. Ultimately, it will be a very smooth transition because we will hate one another to the extent that we will take any form of law, especially the letter of the law, that of which I've railed against and been called evil by my own former colleague just the other evening on Twitter because I have railed against his pharisaical rants for the past five years of my career on a particular terrestrial radio station here in Atlanta. I have held my tongue, I have held my breath, I have respected his knowledge and his ties to the political world. I have gone to him as a brother in radio, yet he referred to me as evil the other day. So I thought, hmm, well, I mean, we're not, we're not on the same team. We're not on the same team. You still have a consortium of never Trumpers that will always be never Trumpers and they are on your airwaves. And please know that what you're consuming on the air, people will pander to you, to audience base so that they can pander to advertisers. It's just the nature of the beast, but you are the, mm, I can't really call it an unintended casualty. Because you are the intent. 
your ears, your eyes, your time, ultimately your soul and that of your children. If you are so upset with media, I would encourage you to find personal media outlets and personalities to follow who you trust, not because we are perfect um, in our assessment, but because at least I'll speak for myself and I, and I think I can speak for Michelle Malikin as well in the work that I've seen her um, put out and put forth into the world is it we have we have a few things in common uh one of which is that we're patriots and and patriots gets a really bad patriot gets a really bad rap these days because people want you to believe that being a patriot is an is an act of wickedness it is an act of um incivility it is um it's an act of disobedience against the thought police and you're going to have to decide we knew this day was coming you're going to have four more years hopefully if you'll show up and vote for president trump in november we'll have four more years but you really only have three maybe two and a half to get your storehouses stocked get your get your doctrine, your ideology in the constitution locked and loaded in your heart and in your mind and, and stand your ground for this nation and for the generations to come. Patriotism is the worst possible weapon against a maniacal, spiritually based militia. Because actual patriotism is rooted in morality. And where there is morality, there is no need for riots. You can actually stop and judge a particular situation for what it was, which was it was wrong for several men in recent days to be mowed down the way they were by other men. But to allow the narrative to be hijacked to destroy and shred our nation, to demand hate crime laws as if that has ever curbed the hate in man's heart. Look up murder rates in various states that have hate crime laws. We do not have one in my state yet, but they're fighting like hell for it. They're fighting like hell for for a hate crime legislation, which, by the way, the one that's in there now really has no teeth. But... You know, it's enhanced sentencing, but it, but you know what it does? It makes people feel valuable. It, it makes people feel like their lives matter more. That's really what the hashtag should be. Black lives matter more. Because that's what we're being asked to consider. When I say that, it incenses my own daughter. Because she really does believe there's an injustice there's a system in place. And historically speaking, I can't really argue with that. But there's a system in place that kept me out of a prominent time slot in radio. You know what that's called? The, the good old boy patriarchy, as my daughter likes to call it. It's a male-dominated industry. It is what it is. So you know what you do? 
You go over them, you go around them, you go under them, but you do not lay down, kick your feet, and give up. That's not what you do as a man or a woman who has been created to add value to the world. So, President, um, Shadow President Obama was supposed to speak today at 5 p.m. I've called for a blackout, no pun intended, in my own home. I'm not tuning into that. I, I don't want to hear sound bites. I don't want to lend any part of my being to what he has to say because he is completely irrelevant other than when he will answer for his sins against this country. I will give you one last warning. Um, I've been covering and uncovering who knew what, when. I'm not an investigative journalist. I'm not a reporter. Um, I am a commentator. That's what I do. I've been commenting on the fact that our mayor admitted that she knew that there was trouble brewing the day before it got here and big trouble, not just, oh, we could have some protests. She admitted that herself in her own presser. No one caught it because she then pivoted to an impassioned plea. You will never, um, you know, you, you won't out concern me. But the impassioned plea came when she demanded that you show up to vote because that's what this was all about to begin with. If you will go find videos of her, um, of the, of the person who sits on her transition team, who she brought to her stage with her, a rap artist, also known as a well-known as a criminal gang affiliate, a felon, a convicted felon who now carries a firearm again. Um, figure that one out. But he, um, he stood on the stage with her along with a gentleman who is known as Killer Mike wearing a t-shirt during an all-out riot that said, kill your master. No matter what the inference was, no matter how you tried to dumb that down, no one on a good or smart day who gives a damn about this nation would show up on an international news conference with a shirt that says, kill your master. Masters in the middle of a race war and possibly think that that's okay. But you know what? Many people do. The media has heralded our mayor in the city of Atlanta as a queen mama, as a viable running mate for the vice president of the United States. And if anyone has seen Joe Biden lately, other than his feeble talking points on the nation burning, you'll know that he is not fit to be the president of the United States. And it is a matter of time if he were to win before he would be turning over to circumvent bed sores uh, in between applesauce and cottage cheese feedings. And his vice president would then be our supreme leader and Keisha Lance Bottoms is jockeying for that position. She knew we were burning. She knew that we would potentially burn and told the governor of Georgia to stand 
down with the National Guard. She did not need his help just yet. So she let millions and millions and millions of dollars in damage, abuse to our police officers. She allowed complicitly all of that to happen for an entire evening before she decided to call in the National Guard. Again, all of this a political staging event for someone who is hell-bent on securing the position of vice president. If you will go and look up T.I. on YouTube, you will see his conversation with Candace Owens of Blexit. He will tell you exactly where his head is and that of his queen, Keisha Lance Bottoms, and where they want to take this country. And if you think reparations are an affront to your constitutionally based mindset and liberty, hold on to your britches. They don't just want your money. Keep Atlanta black is a prominent political hashtag here in the city. And I'm telling you now, that is the mindset. Please stop praising the mayor of Atlanta as a darling. She is a race-baiting bigot who has spent the past three years of her life on CNN and the People's Station. The only time I could get her to my conservative, what was a conservative station, was when she was running for mayor because she had to against a white lady who she lambasted on the hourly for being a Trump supporter, a supposed Trump supporter because of the color of her skin. You weren't allowed to talk about race relations because you're not black. Black girl magic is real. That is the mindset with which people want to rule and reign over you. Please wake up. Please do not think that President Trump has got this election in the bag. I know your favorite pundits like to tell you, hashtag landslide, and that makes everybody feel warm and fuzzy, but it's not necessarily going to be a landslide. Right now, we are having a hard time with the RNC convention. We're not going to be in Charlotte. We are currently homeless. Do you know what that means for our ability to vote for our electors who will ultimately determine who the president is? Yeah, this is war. Welcome to the battlefield. You can follow me at Monty Matthews on Facebook, Monica on Air Talk on Twitter. The Monica Matthews on Parlor, MonicaMatthews.com. I also have a YouTube channel that I have not utilized lately, but I will beginning in just a few weeks. I'll be up on the daily. I'll have my platform up and running, and I look forward to hearing from you guys live. I've got some kinks to work out, but I'm going full bore with my own media um, expedition here, and uh, I look forward to spending more time with you guys uh, live, hearing from you. Um, and having you, you be able to chime in. So this is a two-way conversation. In the meantime, you can chime in on my um, website page at monicamatthews.com that will correlate to this broadcast. 
has an open mic feature. It will come directly to me. I love to hear from you. And uh, my listeners are able to hear it as well whenever I put it up. So don't lose heart. Remember to keep loving your neighbor as yourself. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.